Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. I am Tower here with the Watchman, and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence for the WIBR Warren Radio Network through our contact page on warren-usa.com. You can find the WIBR Warren Radio on USA.live, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, LinkedIn, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. You can listen to our shows by going to warn-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com. You'll also find us through the following streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, and Podchaser. Be sure to give us a thumbs up and leave a good comment on the shows where you heard us as your interaction helps. And don't miss the following posts on the, on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. America taking the kingdom away. There are those powers in this nation that are enemies of the way, of our way of life, our constitution and our bill of rights. In addition, they push a race war of all wars within this country. All of this is occurring because of blatant sin. Also, American truth of men, donkeys, and elephants. Where do we find the truth? The Lord warned us of deception and deceivers. For American deceit is practiced and has been in practice and shaded as the truth. The latest posts on warn-usa.com Advancing Christ's Gospel on Classic Warn Radio brings you the real struggle of life and death overseas for many Christians. Also, you can listen to our shows on warn-usa.com. They're available 24-7 for listening and downloading. And for the latest posts on Dana Glenn Smith, don't miss Visions of Sugar Plums and Socialism. Socialist dreams, visions of Socialist dream visions of sugar plums are dancing in their minds of many people in our government who support the nonsense which we have witnessed. And news from the field, this is from a a report on our show and how it is doing in Apple Podcast in Saudi Arabia. And it's from podstatus.com. Your podcast, Visions, Faith, and Persecution Church has good performance in Apple Podcast. It's um, in the last 30 days, it's in position 35 in the category Christian Christianity in Saudi Arabia. So that's pretty exciting. And you can go to DanaGlennSmith.com to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio newsletter. And also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop on DanaGlennSmith.com where we feature Christian books and other resources from our Visions Media. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to WARN Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings. 
Welcome to another Friday edition of Sound the Shofar. I'm the watchman, Dana Smith. I don't usually introduce myself uh, at this point. Well, at any rate, around here we've got a swamp of water. And where we're at, we're semi-arid. We depend upon the winter snows for the runoff, typical in this area. And we have been blistering hot for, our, for us. If you were down in Texas, it wouldn't be like that, or Arizona, it wouldn't seem like that at all. But here it's hot. For us, 100, 105, that's warm. Now, of course, today I think it's 58. And uh, it's going to be that way for about four days. A lot of rain. Which we <laughs> are glad that it showed up. Matter of fact, I've had a habit for many, many years. That uh, when the weather comes along and it's doing stuff that you know, kind of is weary and I need a break from it, I'll, I'll pray. To change the weather. I've even stood outside and challenged the weather to stop. You'd be surprising over the years. I've gotten good results. Prayer don't work. Yeah, it does. Praying for the weather to change don't work. Yeah, it does. At any rate, that's our world around here. As far as D.C. and the nuts up there running it, they're continuing to do their their deeds. Last I heard, Biden administration had 2,300 different rules they wanted to impose upon the American people, you know, changes, which is typical for Marxist, and it's typical for, Obama did the same thing, all of them. They went through from the IRS all the way through the entire government. Obama had put people in it at every level. Biden's doing the same thing. So at any rate, we are talking about the ordained powers of God. Romans 25. <laughs> and you're going to challenge this one. Of course, there is a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of people in the churches who believe Romans 13 is the die-hard chapter for the government. Hail, hail the government. Whatever they say, that's what we're going to do. Yeah, I'm sure that's what the Christians are saying in North Korea. Although they pray for God to save the North Koreans. Which is good. There's not a nation on the face of the earth that is as brutal towards Christianity as that regime. And Kim Jong-un, even though he was ed educated in the West, you know, in the freer part of the world. He's accepted the title of God pretty good. Even old Donald Trump walked across the border with him into North Korea, the only president to have ever done that. Yet the Democrats hated his guts. Isn't that something? Trump recently got a big award. The Young Presidents, I think that's the name of the group. Clinton got the award and Bush got the award. I don't know if it's senior or junior. I think it's senior. 
but at any rate. The Christian duty to civil government. Is there a duty? Now you see, when you're talking about the Roman Empire, Caesar was king. Now, some of them took that role to godhood. They really did. And at the same time that we had, you know, the Roman Empire being so big, it played an important part in the role of the gospel. Because of the fact that they did have a good army, that they had stabilized, you know, the Roman Empire pretty much. That when the Lord came along, and then, of course, when he died and went to heaven, he was uh, resurrected from the dead and seen alive by many infallible proofs, including 500 people at once. He left instructions for the apostles. And, of course, we remember Pentecost. And then on the day of Pentecost, 3,000 were saved. They had uh, all of a sudden a huge uh, church, mainly Jewish. But at the time, there were... Uh, Pentecost is one of the pilgrim feasts. You had uh, Jews from the entire region all over Rome, all over the Roman kingdom. And uh, they were there and they heard the gospel. And so that's how, when you talk about Rome and Christians being there, that's how the gospel got back to Rome, would be through those new Jewish believers. And, of course, Paul is talking about that. Now, of course, you have a lot of things. You've got the Jews that are well known uh, for their pontification against government getting into their affairs. Now, that was back then. <clears throat> and the Romans tried to, you know, they would allow people their religion and their faith as long as it didn't interfere with the government. But... Because of the common language also as well. And Greek uh, was well spoken there because of of the influence of <clears throat> Alexander the Great and the Greek, uh, the Grecian Empire and Rome had conquered it. But yet it had a great influence uh, throughout the Roman Empire. Well accepted. And so um, even in the Gospels, uh, we look at the word Greek. Um, when we uh, when we talk of Gentiles, uh, the word Greek is used. The Greeks, uh, and it refers to the Gentiles, uh, common nations that are not Jewish. And so, they had the Roman roads. They had uh, you know legislature. They had a lot of things there that allowed for the propagation of the gospel. But you see, the idea here too, Christians have a supreme allegiance to the kingdom of God and to the Lord of that kingdom, Yeshua, Jesus Christ, to the glory of the Father. Now you see, with this supreme allegiance, we can bring in Polycarp, even Paul. You can bring in the apostles, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. They were all subject to rules of government. Yet we've seen Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego all run into trouble uh, in Babylon of old. So there's always been that conflict between the government of men and the people there and the various uh, things they follow. Now in the case of Christianity, we have a supreme allegiance to Christ and to his word. But yet at the same time, Paul writes Romans 13 telling you how government is established by God. And uh, the big issue is, is that when that government and its rules 
come against the rules of God, like in North Korea, like in China, uh, also like in India, uh, like in Pakistan. I mean, it's worldwide. Some of the major sources of Christianity today and the major enemies of the gospel of Jesus Christ are governments. And uh, this is something to be remembered, that while, you know, you're trying to tell all the Christians they have to obey, in the same token, they need to pay attention to what that government is doing. Right now, the Biden administration, you know, they, they push abortion. And uh, they're doing everything they can to make sure uh, Planned Parenthood get their money. Uh, you know, they're going to give them more. Planned Parenthood is one of the largest baby-killing organizations on the face of the earth. And uh, you can say, well, abortion isn't illegal. There's, they even have uh, uh, a pastor up there with, uh, and he got elected, and he's up in Congress, Warnock, and he's profane as far as I'm concerned because he thinks uh, abortion is God's device that he uses. That's bull. That's the biggest lie from the pit of hell there is. But at any rate, I could go on about abortion, but it, it, it is blood guilt, and it will bring a curse. It does bring a curse. And so, at any rate, the Biden administration is not any one of those that we would be able to agree with as a government as what they're doing. But see, in America, we can disagree with the government and uh, because the government is supposed to be of the people, by the people, and for the people. We also have, uh, uh, we are a republic, a constitutional republic. Well, no more. We are more of a democracy today. Uh, we're, we have those in various forms of government that are actually pushing more of a socialist agenda within their country, I mean the states that they are in, than anything else. We have a lot of people getting elected that violate their oath of office to protect and preserve the Constitution of the United States and also their own Constitution, uh, the state Constitution. we got a lot of them that are, that are against that, that are against the standard thing. We have a lot of them that are in our politics that want to destroy the foundations of this country. So that's where we're at. When you start talking about, well, you must follow the government, when that government ceases to follow, and our own, uh, you know, forebears told us that there may come a time when liberty is going to be refreshed by the blood of the patriots. In other words, another war. You know, if that government ceases, you know, to follow what we the people want, then there's war. I mean, that happens whenever you want. Or another way of putting it as well is that when the people in the land, the people in the, in, well, let's use America, cannot find justice through the court system, judiciary, and through the legislative branches, when things seem to be totally out of whack and there's no justice, then people will find justice just the way they used to in the Old West. There will be a way for them. And this happens in all the nations. This happens among the governments of men. It will always happen. That's why the governments themselves must understand that they're not God. The powers, they may say, well, we're ordained of God. Not if you're a wicked government, you're not. God does not ordain your wickedness. But he's allowed. And this is one thing that we need to understand. Because God ordains something or allows it to go on to put some semblance of organization and control and law within a, uh, a world he allows it. That doesn't mean he agrees with what man does, because man's ways are not God's ways. So when we look at this throughout history, we know the martyrs like Polycarp and Paul himself, the apostles, were all martyred. And the very government that Paul writes about here in Romans 13, he ends up being a victim of it himself. So you need to understand how balanced this needs to be. 
you can take it out and say, well, this is absolutely what we're going to have to do. No, not by a stretch in any way. And in America, we have a right to speak out. We have a right to disagree against that government. And just like in the case of the abortion, this is wrong. They shouldn't be doing it especially when they're doing the late-term abortions and all the stuff they've been doing. Biden also opened up the research and using the fetuses of dead babies to use in science and to use as medicines. That's where some of your vaccines you're taking for COVID. Some of them have uh, certain DNA out of babies in order to grow the cultures. This is wrong as well because you're still using it from the baby that was killed. That is still blood guilt. Those vaccines, if, if they have any semblance, any trace of a fetus of a baby in it, they're cursed vaccines. And, of course, you look at the, the things. We still have these dipwits here in, in our country that, oh, you know, everybody has to be vaccinated, even recently in a hospital. You know, I think they fired 150 nurses that would not take the vaccine because they were ordered to do it and they wouldn't do it so there's something wrong with the vaccines there's no doubt about it and i've seen a lot of evidence to that fact but people you know they don't and barnes writes about it like this the laws of the kingdom of this world were made by pagans and were adapted to the prevalence of paganism and, of course, what happens within in the world? Well, we know conquest, the spilling of blood and oppression. And, you know, I mean, you look at a lot of the, you know, Genghis Khan and you look at Alexander the Great. You know, you, you can go on. And in Isaiah, we're talking about Sennacherib. Where we're talking about his dad, Sargon. And then, of course, Sennacherib's son, who was Esarhaddon, who was the last of the kings, uh, Syria was overthrown. And, and so they're all built, uh, including Babylon, was built upon the precept of conquest and taking over people. And so Barnes is right in that. So all of a sudden you throw in Christianity and, uh, and uh you know, it's just like in America. When I was born in America, I was raised by my parents to know right and wrong, to know that God gave us a conscience to know when something wasn't right. We would listen to our conscience. Today, people don't listen to the conscience, have no idea. Many of them have seared consciences. They won't listen to it. We are um, abjectly, you know, pro-sin. You know, uh, many, many of the younger generation do not believe in God. They believe in technology. All of this, if you believe in technology, it's going to snare you, um, you know, it, just the way it is. And and so there's a lot of issues. I didn't think again about, uh, you know, the laws of the land. I just obeyed them. It, you know, there's certain things you did. You went to school. I went to school. The teacher said something. I obeyed, you know, pretty much. You go through all of that. And then when you get older, you begin to question it. And, you know, and so when you get as a teenager, preteen, teens, you begin to question authority, begin to wonder, well, is it right for them to do that? And so you run into trouble. Uh, but then when you get to an adult, you know, if, if your parents didn't instill any foundation of right and wrong in you, you can run into a lot of trouble. I had right and wrong taught to me from the very beginning uh, from my my parents, but also within the church, being in the church itself and knowing the truth of God. All these uh, brought out right and wrong. But see, I even learned it more once uh, the Lord uh, uh, brought me into a deeper understanding and relationship with him in many of these things. And so we live in America now. What do we do? Well, we obey the laws. I don't need uh, Romans chapter 13 to tell me. 
and I don't need it to tell me that if if they're doing something immorally wrong against what I consider to be uh, the written scripture, I'm going to stand against uh, the government. Uh, I'm going to stand for the principles. And uh, North Korea is the same way. People are losing their lives because of Christianity and standing on the word of God. In India, it's the same way. Throughout, throughout Africa, ISIS, Boko Haram, Al-Shabaab, Al-Qaeda, there's some of those in there. Um, the Fulani. These are all Muslim radical groups that are going around killing Christians. And uh, we've reported on that incessantly. <clears throat> and they don't care about the government. Why? Because they're bringing in, they want to bring in the Mahdi. They want to bring in a world government of Islam. And while the Westerns want to bring this to power, uh, you know, want to keep their own thing and do their own thing, they don't consider the threat from them very good. So when we talk about it, in verse 1 of Romans, Paul says, Let every subject or let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God, and the powers that be are ordained of God. And see, this is this is where we get it. Now you see, ordained of God, determined, appointed, set up. He determined that there would be certain civil governments. You know that that things would go on there. It doesn't mean that he agrees with it. He certainly doesn't agree with what's happened in North Korea. And he also, I mean, you can take this. So this Paul is talking how God did it from the beginning. Well, look at what God determined. He determined to overthrow the house of Israel, and it was overrun by Assyria and taken captive, and they were removed from the land. And uh, the way things went back then, when you did that to a group of people, your warriors and your others would take their women and breed with them to uh, to mix with the race there, to get, be, make them become more Assyrian, to make them be less Jewish, etc., etc. And then, of course, you had uh, um, the fact that uh, Judah later on, uh, Syria attacked them. And we're doing doing this study in Isaiah. We're going to be our uh, 100th episode in, in Isaiah. We've been there doing this for, for 100 episodes, and we've got a bunch more to do before we finish the book. This is this is historic. Anybody doing a book of Isaiah like this in such depth, I mean, uh, and but at any rate, um, you know, when you look at that, that Assyria, when they tried to come and destroy Judah, didn't work because Hezekiah had decided... You know, I mean, he was a good king. He overthrew what uh, Judah had been doing. and uh, But Israel, uh, Judah didn't learn anything because pretty soon when Babylon came along, they wouldn't listen to Jeremiah, didn't repent, so they were carried away captive for 70 years. Now, see, this this is what we're talking about when you start talking about subject to the powers, the ordained powers. Yes, there's ordained powers, but that doesn't mean they're right. It doesn't mean they're moral. God gave the word of God. He sent his son to balance out and say, this is it. He said, you're in the world. You're not of the world. He said, my ways are not your ways. You know, those who sow to the so to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. Those that sow to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap life, ever, life everlasting. You need to understand this in the power uh, and, the, and the way that it was meant to be. Uh, so you have ordained, determined, appointed, set up by God, powers. Now that word is exousia, which is a popular word in, in the New Testament. And ability or freedom... Uh, jurisdiction uh, it can also mean like a magistrate you know the supreme court you know we've got all those and of course there's times sometime our powers that we have here uh come up with stupid decisions well it isn't god's fault he isn't putting you know everything in there but he will um he's known as the governor of nations you know, the reason that you have Biden and the lawless Democrats in there, and they are lawless, 
and uh, is because of sin. America has a sin problem. It won't repent, and the sin is also in the church. It's in the pastorate. It is in the evangelistic field. It is in a lot of these areas. There's also pride. And when you go back to Sodom and Gomorrah, when the Lord speaks of it, and we get into uh, you know, the Tanakh, when we get into the Old Testament and begin to talk about that, this is the sin of your sister Sodom, Scripture says. And the very first thing mentioned was pride. Now, whenever you talk of Sodom and Gomorrah, you think of homosexuality, etc., like that. But the first thing mentioned is pride. Pride goeth before a fall. And so you get proud of your sins, and it's the pride that overshadows the rest of it, and that's when the judgment happens. And so today we're full of pride. We have all kinds. We just June is filled with uh, Pride Month for the LGBTQ. But we also have other kinds of pride. We got all kinds of pride. And uh, when we're talking about sins, you know, there's a lot of sins. <laughs> and we need to repent. And Paul in the second verse says, Whosoever therefore resisteth the power resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. Now these are really, really harsh words. Resisteth the power. So that means that if I live in North Korea and they tell me that I can't be a, a Christian, then I've got to listen to them. And if I don't, I will be damned for it. No. He goes on in the second verse, For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Now see, that's, that's what they're supposed to be. See, they're not a terror to good works, not opposed to good works, not opposed to good things. They're opposed to evil. But what if that ruler and what if that government does evil and oppose the good, he says, Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power and do that which is good? Thou shalt have the praise of the same. In other words, these rulers are there to make you mind, to make you follow the rules, etc. But see, you look in North Korea, they're challenging God all the time over there. They also are one of the biggest abortion, uh, you know, baby killers on the face of the earth, along with uh, North, um, India. And, of course, uh, they've gotten in a lot of trouble. Uh, I explained that in yesterday's show. I talked a little bit about it. But at any rate, for rulers are not a terror to good works. Now, see, if you have a good ruler and a good nation, you have them. You, know, you get up in Great Britain. They have laws up there. They have a lot of different kinds of faiths up there. They get along. There are rules there to follow. But in the same token, you can still keep your faith. Canada's the same way. However, during COVID, they've made a few laws that were knuckleheaded rules. And even in America, they did the same. And we've got a constitution that protects us and our rights. So this is where the battle is in America and the battle is up in Canada. I don't think they've got the rights we do, but we definitely have rights. And, of course, the court agreed with us in Canada, I mean, uh, North Korea, uh, California Newsom wound up with uh, huge fines because they stopped churches from being able to have people come in and and worship. So, you know, you can get into the nitty gritty of this, but the basis, if you have a good government, if, if they're supposed to be good works, not evil works, doing that which is good, he definitely says that. They're not a terror to good works. Why? Because they're doing good works. They're not opposed to good things. And he says, will thou then not be afraid of the power? You know, so you're not supposed to do evil, but your government's doing evil. And so you're always going to find, though, and clear from the beginning, Christianity was opposed by the government's. And, and it's really surprising that Paul brought this up. But remember, he is talking to the Jews in, in Rome. 
these are Jews that heard the gospel and they need a little more teaching in a lot of areas and he's he's spent it now this is just one little dinky chapter uh after the whole of romans and it must not be taken out of the context of what paul intended it and that is you need to pay attention to what you're not there to overthrow the government but yet if we look at the history of america we had christians that came from Europe, and most of them were fleeing the authority of Great Britain at the time, because if you had any other faith, at times, if you even had a Bible when you weren't supposed to have one, they would oppose you. Gutenberg is a good example of that. Uh, that's why you finally started having uh, the Bible printed. You know, it got to the point where they couldn't do anything, but they were opposed to it. There was a lot of martyrs. Uh, because of that, and of course, they were running around the region, and finally they came to America for relief, and that's how they got to the shores. Uh, and when they got there, they knelt on the shore, you know, and of course, there was a couple of other things they did. But at any rate, they asked God for blessing, which is what you would do, a normal thing. If you're a believer, I'm here, it's a new country, Lord, help us, uh, bless us as we're here. And it was tough for them, but they made it. But the country that was established there was established on a Judeo-Christian principle. But the thing of it is, is now today we're so far removed, we have left off. We've become more of a democracy, which our forefathers did not like. Because democracies were prone to licentiousness and every other kind of evil. And it was also prone to the point where you had 50% of the people ruling the 49%. Whereas if you have a republic based on a constitution, that is not the case. And this is why people today in America who want to bring in socialism and Marxism and other rules of government, which are evil, which wicked, some of the greatest killers. Now, see, we have someone sitting up there, a general, who um, openly boasted of reading, you know, Lenin and Stalin, you know, lifting him up. He was recently talking about that this week. And he was using it as a thing to say that he, he's not opposed to uh, Marxism or, or these things. But you'd have to be stupid, even as a general, not to understand that Stalin killed millions of people. St and so did Mao, and he was communist. Some of the greatest genocides on the face of this earth is done by the governments and the men who run them. And when you've got that kind of a government, God is not saying it's okay and you have to go along with the genocide and kill other people. The Bible says thou shalt not kill. Paul's not talking about that. He's talking about a Roman Empire that, that the gospel's been able to um, you know, go out, the, you know, and, and this is how the gospel spread, through the Roman Empire. And eventually there was kings there that changed the rules. And they started oppressing Christians and killing them and feeding them to the lions. That's certainly, Paul didn't mean for you to say, okay, it's okay, you know, just go and be fed to a lion. That's not what Paul's talking about. And that's why we need to stop being stupid here and get this in context. And when we look at this today, you know, this country here is facing judgment. And there comes a time when God sends people. And, uh, you know, and I'm one of them, whether you like it or not. I've been calling out this country for over two decades. I've been telling you about judgment. The first time I knew about this judgment and it was revealed to me was back in the mid-70s. Now, I got news for you. This nation had a lot of good things going for it, still does. But it needs to repent. You can't keep doing the things you're doing and expect God to bless this nation. You know, well, God, uh, you know, ordained America, and we, whatever government we put up, he's going to agree with. No, he's not. Do you know how many governments and governments of men and people and rulers he's brought down? He is the God of the universe. 
He is the one that knows that when your sins and you get carried away, he's given you a choice as a government. And when you allow that government to be evil, then he'll step in. And then there's the other question. Why doesn't he step in in North Korea? Why doesn't he step in in China? And you can, China's uh, even included in prophecy. Well, not specifically. It's the armies of the East, which can be a conglomeration of, of uh, countries, not just China. But at any rate, God has set up a time to judge the nations. He has set up a time to judge a people. And so this is why God is long-suffering in this manner. And God gave us a brain and a heart. Number one, to serve him, to receive him, and to know the truth. Paul, the same Paul that wrote this, said that, you know, the people are in darkness, but we're light. We know what's going on. They don't. They're in darkness. Paul tells you of a time in 2 Thessalonians 2 when they will reject the love of the truth. And you'll have someone, you know, you're going to have a government one day where they're going to use this technology that you all love so much. And don't make no mistake, I like technology too. I followed this stuff for many, many years. But to me, it's a tool. It's a tool that must be put in its place. It is amoral. And whenever you use this as a moral incentive, you know, for your children, you're wrong. It is not moral. It's amoral. It could care less whether you're the devil or whether you're Christ, whether you're Jesus Christ. It could care less. It has no input in that. The only reason the Internet has a presence for God on it is because there's those like me that get on the Internet and bring the Word of God to it. We put up websites. We fill it with the Word of God. Now, you want to see the Word of God. Now, recently, I have some ads on there. I don't pay attention to them because they're done by a couple of other companies. And uh, there was one in there from Planned Parenthood. I don't want Planned Parenthood on my website. First time I've seen it. So I, I got a hold of them and, you know, you need to take this off of here. Nevertheless, you know, a lot of this stuff is automatic. They don't have any, they just put it up, they receive the money, put the ads in, and that's it. And uh, so there's a lot of lot of sites that put up with this kind of thing because of the way this, everything works. But the bottom line of it is, is that, you know, there would be no presence of God. There would be no testimonies for Christ. There would be no gospels going forth if it wasn't for those who God had moved in their hearts. And people got online to share and tell it. And people are on there. Christians are on the internet all the time now. And they can be open and subject to deceit as well. Now it says, for rulers are not a terror to good works. Well, normally, in Paul's day, no. Because he could move freely among the empire. He was also a freeborn citizen, Paul was. And he was a Jew. He was a Hebrew of the Hebrews, a Pharisee of the Pharisees. Suddenly he started following Christ. And he could move throughout the empire with no problem. He knew the laws. He knew how to do it. And when it was wrong... He would tell them it was wrong. And there's cases in Acts where Paul was in there. And even uh, Peter and the boys, when they started preaching about Jesus, and and he, they went before the council, local council, they said, you can't preach in this name. And Peter said, I've got to. This is paraphrase, you know. He had to serve God. He had to do what the Lord said. He cannot help but speak that name. He must. And they didn't have a right to stop him. He wasn't going to stop. You know, and, and this is, you see a lot of this conflict within the faith of Christ and the apostles themselves. But see, we've taken this chapter 13 and say, well, boy, you can't do nothing. That's nonsense. 
just read the book of Acts. You're going to find the apostles running into trouble with local governments all the time. But the thing of it is, you don't see Christians going around as a jihadist army killing Muslims and anybody else. No, if you want to look throughout Africa where the jihadists are and who they are, they are Muslims, radical Muslims, extremists. If you look in India, the ones who are killing and causing a lot of the trouble are radical Hindus of the BJP party, which Modi, who happens to be the president, is the head of. It, it's a nationalist party. They recently came out and said they wanted to remove all Christians and Muslims from India by December of this year. Now see, we look at India as one of the largest democracies there is. But it's not a democracy because, uh, well, I guess you could say yes it is because the majority rules there. Remember again, we have this idea, and, I, and sometimes I, I say that, that. Democracy represents good. Well, you know, in, in the essence of the rules of democracy, you can be classified to democracy and still oppress and be evil and wicked. But normally, in verse 3, rulers are not a terror to good works. But as I've talked about, they are. And in many nations they are. And he says, they're a terror to evil. Well, not really. To them, the evil are those who are doing good and serving the Lord God. This is the problem you have. Even the Lord told the apostles that you're going to be brought before councils. There's going to come a time that those that kill you will think that, you know, they're doing God a service. And so this is the issue that we have. You need to be filled with the Spirit of God. You need to understand what's going on in the world. And you need to look at things in context. You need to understand these things. And he says, uh, um, Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? That's the power of the rulers of the government. And yes, they are afraid of the government. If you get in North Korea, they're very, very secretive, very, very careful and many other nations, Christians cannot worship openly like they can here. They they can't uh, do any of the things that we do now. Now, and we look at things that's going on in America as terrible, and they are. But the thing of it is, if you don't nip this in the bud in America now, it's going to be worse. Our kids will not be free. And for the sake of the kids and the grandkids, somebody needs to protect them. And this government needs to change. And we need to put people in there that are for the Constitution, for a republic, and for America. If you're not for that, get, get out. But see, because of the policies of administrations, and also Obama, and there's others too, there's other globalists, and they're pouring billions of dollars to change America because they don't like it. And for years and years, they never liked the strength of the family. They didn't like the church power. They didn't like Christians, uh, family. You know, there's a lot of things they didn't like, and they sought to destroy it. Back in the 90s, I saw uh, the goals of the Communist Party. And part of it was to introduce homosexuality in a great way and destroy the family and, and uh, remake it in America in order to weaken the family. There was 99, I think, points on that. And there was a whole pile of them, maybe even more than that. I'm sure you can find it around, but uh, a lot of them today have been fulfilled. The last time I looked, which was years ago. <clears throat> Do you think this in America is just happened because it happened? No, it's been well planned. And And the heresy came in through the schools, through your education system. When I went to Bible school, one of the things my professors told me, that heresy in the Christian church starts at the highest levels. And that's at the seminaries, where they get their PhDs, their doctorates, and they're the ones that are the authorities of the church. They're the ones you look to, to what does the scripture mean in this, that, and the next thing. He says that's where your heresy begins in the church. And that's where your heresy also begins 
in civil authority and everything else and where your government goes and what your people will believe. And you have been given a bag of rocks. You have been given uh, the power, you think, to change America, but instead you're going to be full of sorrow. You, have, you are weakening America to make it easy for someone to take over, and you won't like it. You're not going to be free. You're not going to have all the things. At any rate, uh, and of course, now Paul says of that particular ruler, for he is a minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid, for he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is a minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Now see, Paul was executed at the hands of uh, the Romans. So are many others. And, you know, the bottom line of it is, is that, you know, a ruler, and the scripture points it out, Judah had this problem, the northern tribes had this problem, Israel as a whole had its problem. Whenever you had a ruler that would follow the Lord, the Lord God, and do what he wanted Israel to do, God would bless the land. And when you know, if you had a good ruler that wanted to follow the Lord, the people would follow him. And then when they had a wicked one, uh, one of the wickedest, uh, Jezebel and her own man. Of course, there's Manasseh. He goes down his history as one of the worst. And they did that totally opposite of God and led the people in a way that was totally opposed to what God wanted. God ordained the powers of rule, but he doesn't force the people, the rulers, to serve him, just like he doesn't force people to become Christian. You have a choice. You have a choice to do right or wrong. It's the same thing with the powers that be, same thing with governments. Now we have a whole bunch. We have a security council. We have the UN, you know, and you have all these uh, international ruling bodies but guess what? Do you think they intervene in Africa to protect the Christians? No. Do you think they try to get down in India to tell the Hindus not to kill the Christians? Not to beat them up? Not to, not to oppress them so much? Do you think they'd do anything with Pakistan? Trump did. But Biden ain't going to. These people won't do anything. First of all, you know, I mean, AOC and the others... We're talking about hunting down all the Christians and patriots and conservatives because they don't want to have another Trump there. They don't want any Christian, any conservative, any patriot to have a voice in the government that, that they want to build. See, that's the kind of government and that's the kind of people we have up in D.C. right now. They're not all like that, but you have them up there. So governments themselves are not Angels. They're part of an ordinance. God ordained a lot of things to be. But see, and in the end, this nation is subject and this world is subject to many things. And one of those is the curse that has devoured the earth and is devouring it. And the judgment that is going to be on the nations. Make no mistake, God is going to judge the nations. They're going to face, these nations of, of men will face the tribulation. God isn't taking out all the governments. He's not bringing them all to heaven for being a minister of God. That's not what Paul is talking about. There are minister, ministers of God. There's also ministers of God that are profane. They're no more saved than the devil is. You have witchcraft in the church, good witchcraft and bad witchcraft, you know. There's only one way, and that is through Christ and through his gospel and to obey and walk in his ways. That's it. No more. I mean, the governments are not amoral and they're not moral. They're there to govern and they're there to establish laws. But that doesn't mean those laws are right. Now, at the time Paul wrote this in the Roman Empire, Christianity was young. And things were, were doing good. And Paul did run into trouble up there. Matter of fact, he was, he was up there um, when he appealed to Caesar. 
And he ministered a lot to people from right there. And one thing that he did use, he followed the rules. And he was under house arrest for two years. But he used that as a time to minister to everybody. So he used the law. Although what they did was wrong. But see, you know, the thing of it is, is that this same government that he followed is responsible for the deaths of a lot of Christians, the Roman Empire. But in a lot of ways, it resembles America, or America resembles it. I have a book of the Roman Empire. It's like four inches thick. Make no mistake, in, in the latter days, there's many that felt there would be revived Roman Empire as part of prophecy. And, and that's the way, uh, that was one of the most popular things that they talked about. And Paul in verse 5 says, Wherefore, because of these things, you must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. For this cause pay you tribute also, for they are God's ministers, attending continually upon this very thing. Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom is due, feared to whom fear, and honor to whom honor. There is no honor in some of these countries, the way they act. And some of them, like in the Democrats, uh, their one thing is tax and spend. So they're going to break the bank and they're already doing that um, through taxes and various policies. And that's just the way government is. God doesn't ordain all this stuff, but he, he will use it to wake a country up. And make no mistake about it, putting, putting Biden there puts a crimp in the way Americans are used to live. The freedoms that they saw are going to be gone. Uh, there, there's a lot of things that are happening here which mirrors exactly what God did with Israel. And I cover that when I cover this uh, in, in Isaiah and stuff. The, the similarities are mind-boggling. But make no mistake, the governments of men are not God. And, uh, you know... There comes a time that if you follow, if you follow the government, like under the Antichrist, and get the mark, you're going to go to hell. So the writings of Paul need great, uh, great discernment. And as in as much possible, you follow. You know, just like the, the Christians in China. One of the one things that Wang Yi said, we are not an enemy of China. They became an enemy because of the government didn't like having Christians there and didn't like their churches. But they weren't an enemy. They weren't going to overthrow China. But that didn't matter to the Chinese communists who run the country. So Wang Yi was thrown in prison. His church was destroyed. All of his people were forced to sign papers. And this, this is all over China going on. And the same way North Korea, well, we've got, you know, many wicked governments coming along and they're antichrist, every one of them. And these are the kind of things that God ordained that too. Because there's coming a day when he will judge the nations of men. And you better understand what side you're on. And if you stand against the government, you stand on the word of God against the government And with that, remember, even the Lord gave money to the tax collector. Read the Gospels. Father, thank you for this word and for your mercy. Help us to understand your word and to walk in your word in Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name. I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. Don't forget to go by our websites, warn-usa.com, danaglennsmith.com. Till next time, be safe.
be faithful. Look to the Lord. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.